Cooper, and we welcome you to this Disney at Work podcast. Story and technology and innovation go a long way back with Disney. Since the advent of sound and Mickey Mouse, Walt understood that technology could not only advance the story being told, but give the organization a competitive advantage in the marketplace. From multiplaying cameras to audio animatronics to streaming on Disney Plus, Disney has had any number of feats and hundreds of patents. But what really sets Disney off is not high tech, but high touch and their approach to story. And we're going to explore what that looks like. From mobile ordering to Hey Disney, from Turtle Talk with Crush, and beyond, we'll look at some innovative approaches Disney has taken and why they succeed. Along the way, we, we have some messages, souvenirs, you can take back to your organization, to your home, that will allow you to think about how you use technology in your own role or organization. Know that um, our next Disney at Work podcast will also look at the challenges with what Disney does not do well. And, and there's a list there too. But we want to focus positively on what Disney does do well and how it approaches technology, innovation, and IT. So uh, join us. Make sure if you don't have a chance to subscribe to DisneyAtWork.com, this is a chance to really look at best in business practices that maybe we can actually learn from and take back to our own, um, to our own lives, to our own work, to our own um, organization. And also know that this is part of a larger series. We started off with uh, Bob Chapek's uh, Three Pillars Conversation, in which innovation was one of those key pillars. We then went on to talk about where Disney is approaching uh, the metaverse and all that is involved there. So this is kind of uh, an ongoing series of conversations about about what this looks like and what Disney is trying to to do, try to succeed in, and, uh, and it's all part of it. Now, as an entertainment company, Disney has sought to share stories physically and virtually in new ways than ever before. This is the Disney evolution over the years. It begins with classic linear storytelling it then goes to interactive storytelling. From there, it goes to immersive storytelling and then finally personalized storytelling. Uh, the digital data and physical coming together organically with the story, they, have now, they now have physical and digital converged experiences that are personalized and social, creating the theme park uh, metaverse. Of course, animation, the story, the film itself, um, even television has always been more of that linear storytelling. And linear storytelling continued on into, um, into the park's experience. When we go on a journey and set sail in the seven seas and encounter pirates on Pirates of the Caribbean, we're going through largely a linear storytelling experience. It begins at the dock. We then go down the falls. We enter into the middle of a battle of pirates. We then go to an auction scene or well scene, an auction scene, the fire being torn down, people being jailed. And we, it, 
every time you go through it, you go through um, a the same experience as you go through it. And that's linear storytelling. And Disney has done that phenomenally well. Pirates of the Caribbean, great example of that. But other things, the other attractions that we have come to enjoy over the years all involve what we refer to as linear storytelling. They've used some high-tech um, uh, solutions to kind of help share that story, um, such as audio animatronics has been part of that. But at the end of the day, it's been a fairly linear uh, experience. Then we come to what's referred to as interactive storytelling. And this has been a situation where we can converse with those who are part of the story. Um, so uh, a great example of this is Mr. Potato Head when you go on Midway Mania, when it's working, when he's actually talking to you and not just blinking um, and kind of moving his hands. When, when, that, when that attraction was created, they had comedian Don Rickles, who is the voice of Mr. Potato Head, he recorded thousands of words so that they could kind of create uh, a conversation between Mr. Potato Head and guests. And if you have seen it, where they actually use somebody um, to actually help engineer that interaction, it's quite, it's quite fun and it's quite telling. You probably are more familiar with something like Monsters uh, Incorporated Laugh Floor or um, perhaps um, the experience with um, with uh, Turtle Talk with Crush, or the interactive Stitch uh, show that you that you see in many of the international parks, all these are part of what you would refer to as an interactive storytelling kind of experience. That brings us to immersive storytelling. This is bringing guests into an entirely immersive themed world. Not to say that we haven't had that kind of experience um, with with being in Adventureland or Fantasyland, but but where we bring a story kind of stronger and we and we arch that story throughout the experience, um, Avengers Campus, um, where uh, out of Disney California Adventure would be a great example of immersive storytelling, where you go where the Marvel heroes are and you have experiences with each of the different um, Avengers. Doctor Strange's own interactive experience for, um, but even Spider-Man showing up is immersive storytelling. Star Wars Galaxy's Edge obviously is also that effort. Many times when they have pitched the concept of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, they've talked about being being a character in your Star Wars story. You become part of the Star Wars story. It's your story. And and that emphasis on story and being immersed in the story and it being yours is part of it. And it, it's a great bleed to the fourth thing, which is personalized story. You create your own story and journey. So that Star Wars Galaxy's Edge has been kind of part of that. Moving toward the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, that too is supposed to be more of that personalized storytelling. The idea that you choose your journey as you cruise through the Star Wars universe, you might be on the side, of, uh, on one side or another, depending on choices you make while you are on board 
uh, the Star Cruiser. So that it too is an example of what we refer to as personalized storytelling. And, and individualizing that is part of it. And, they, and Disney has used, and you could see how technology has been infused to help create those different storytelling experiences over the years as they've moved from classic to interactive, immersive to personalized. This is what is make, this is what Disney does well, is they are storytellers and they have used technology to help tell that story. And it has been, um, and, and Disney does it very well on many, uh, on many levels. By the way, if you think about uh, the changes that were coming to um, Spaceship Earth that have been put on hold and definitely we don't know if they'll even come. But if you look at what they were doing, it's always been a story about communication and or communication technology um, going from um, caveman walls to the printing press to, to computers. But where they are trying to take that that experience is is to infuse how we have used those tools of communication to tell our story and so the concept of story is the 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 change and modification that they were trying to or thinking about bringing to spaceship earth one of um one of the things that i think sets apart world-class organizations from other organizations is is not technology every every organization should be high tech you can't be in business pretty much anymore if you do not have some form of high tech involvement but what makes world-class organizations especially an organization like disney set itself apart from others is not high tech it's high touch High touch refers to the involvement of personal attention and service. In organizations, the term often refers to situations where trust between the customer and the employed individual is necessary. High touch areas could happen in medicine, wealth management, real estate. Um, even government services can be high touch opportunities. High touch was coined as a, as a term in response to high tech. High tech, as opposed to high touch, is when customers don't need human interaction to perform activities um, that they are involved in. High tech services, such as chatbots, allow customers to get what they want um, on demand utilizing a technological medium rather than a human interface. In the 21st century, you can't be in business if you don't focus on matters of high tech. But what separates many entities from those that are world-class is that they are high touch as well as high tech. Now there's two ways for doing this. The high tech supports a high touch experience. We're not gonna talk a lot about this, but this is allowing technology to take care of transactions. So we could dedicate vital human resources toward interactions. How we use technology to free up employees to do what they do best think critically and interact one-on-one -on -one with those needing such support. Let me give an example from Disney. When mobile ordering, which is a really, a very, very solid uh, IT tool that Disney has put in place. What does, what does, um, what does mobile ordering do? 
it really takes away a lot of quote-unquote transactions which occur with the customers. When somebody says, what is your order? And you say, I'd like a double cheeseburger with fries and a shake. Uh, well, actually, no, do you have, do you have um, Coke Zero or just Diet Coke? All of that is a transaction. When the individual says, okay, that'll be uh, $5.50, are you paying with um, check or, or, uh, or cash or, or, um, or visa, whatever, and, and, you, and you go through those steps, that is largely transaction. Even how many are in your party is largely a transaction. What sets Disney apart is not the transactions. Although you can have 80 plus um, transactional moments like that in a given day if you're staying on Disney Resort property. Most of them are those kinds of things. Watch your step. That'll be three, um, 350 and change. Those kinds of things are transactions. What makes Disney phenomenal is not the transaction it's the interaction and if you can use technology such as mobile ordering so that you can free up your people to interact to say oh so where are you from what are you doing so or to deal with a problem issue oh you have an allergy issue well tell me what kind of food do you like that type of thing or what food can you consume that type of thing then we've moved now to an interaction as opposed to a transaction Mobile ordering allows a lot of the transactions to go away to technology so that the cast member, theoretically, should be more involved with the interaction. Now, I say that because, in truth, it's also just freed up a lot of labor. And honestly, that's to Disney's benefit because right now, Disney is struggling with hiring. So mobile ordering has been a life-saving because it's allowed them to cut back on some of that labor or not need some of that labor to be in operation. And yet, what makes it better is if you can then use um, that, that technology to free up your labor so as to provide a high-touch interactive experience. So that's one way in which um, high-tech and high-touch come together, where high-tech is supporting high-touch. The second is much more interesting. This is when high tech becomes high touch, creating a more welcoming high tech interface that meets the needs of customers. How can the technology do a better job of interacting and meeting the needs of customers in a more personable way? Let me share with you a really uh, solid example of this. And it actually goes back to uh, something that I experienced 20 years ago. Can you believe it's been that long? When I first uh, visited Turtle Talk with Crush. When the Living Seas Pavilion was renovated, um, it added an all new ride experience featuring Nemo and Friends. When guests disembarked, they now had an opportunity to enjoy an encounter known as Turtle Talk with Crush. By the way, it was in a different location, if you remember, is where um, some of those small marine life animals were. They put it temporarily there. Um, and then later they put it into the one of the old theaters that was part of the pre-show originally. And that's where it is now. But at that point, it was in a slightly different place. It was still the same show. The tank housed a coral sea environment. And by the way, if you've not done Turtle Talk with Crush at Epcot 
or at Disney California Adventure. You may have done it also at the Disney Cruise Line, which is essentially the same, but not nearly as interactive. I'll explain. Or it's actually, its interactivity is different. Maybe I should say that. Um, um, you know, so at any rate, what I was going to say is the tank at Living Seas houses a, a coral sea environment. It has been one of the largest in the world. It's so large, in fact, that the golf ball-shaped spaceship Earth can fit within and still give you room to swim laps around it. However, large aquariums are already popular in locations such as Atlanta and Chicago. It isn't enough to provide a tank with fish. Disney saw the ability to take interacting with one of Nemo's friends much further and set them apart in the marketplace. It also saw a need to set them... Um, uh, um, so in doing so, guests will enter... Uh, or do enter a theater equipped with a window to the ocean and a hydrophone. When guests encounter Crush, they are watching a cinema-quality 3D animation rendered in real time. It is projected at 60 frames per second so that the turtle's mouth moves in synchronization with the words supplied. Crush is able to move from side to side of the tank and can speak with and answer questions from guests in real time. You probably already knew this, but... Just for those who didn't know, this is you are looking at a screen and you are talking to a turtle. That's the short, long and short of it. Just after it opened, we brought our daughter, she was nine at that time, to see Turtle Talk. She sat on the carpet in front and when they asked if the kids had questions, she raised her hand and asked questions to which respond, uh, Crush responded. We were so impressed as we left the show that we went on and did a couple of things and then we came back to a later showing, probably probably two showings later. As she sat there on the carpet, Crush was going through a spiel when all of a sudden he stopped, recognized her, and called on her by name. G oh, um, how, do, how does Crush do it? Uh, uh... Oh, dude, it's Jenica. Jenica, you came back. How cool, dude. You know, that was kind of the experience. My daughter kind of took it all in stride. She was just looking at him and talking to a turtle. But his parents were blown away and honestly nearly in tears because Crush had managed to remember who our daughter was. It, it had become, it had just become more than just looking at an interactive screen. The story speaks to the importance of creating experiences that are both high-tech and highly personal. Again, going back to that personalized storytelling that we talked about earlier. Imagine the possibilities if every guest walks away with that kind of experience. Now, how do you make that happen? Well, there are ways that high-tech can become more high-touch. Um, the example I gave is more entertainment than, say, something customer-focused. Uh, but uh, there are ways that do that. In fact, relative to the public sector, um, there was a, a NextGov website that reported from Accenture that about two-thirds, 64% of people prefer to engage with a virtual agency, agent if a government agency offered it. So these types of digital interactions are not just restricted to Disney and, and, um, and what you might could see as high-tech organizations. All organizations could benefit from the use 
of a virtual interaction, if it's good. And that's the question. How do you make it good? Well, you make it good by making that high tech more high touch. And the good news is it doesn't require a turtle. In fact, there are already some really cool vehicles out there for doing it. There are these same vehicles, by the way, also have some challenges behind it. So let's talk about them. The first is facial recognition. Um, now, when people think of facial recognition, they think about things like airports and border checks and surveillance and similar things. But facial recognition applications actually have some very cool uses as well. For instance, police in New Delhi uh, recently tried facial recognition technology and identified some 3,000 missing children in the course of four days. So that's huge in terms of tracking missing children to their parents. Um, here's one. Historians in the United States have used technology to identify the portraits of unknown soldiers in Civil War photographs taken in the 1860s. Very cool kind of use. And other kinds of things that have been done. Um, facial recognitions helped researchers diagnose rare genetic disease in Africans, Asians, and Latin Americans using facial recognition. Now, it's controversial. Um, don't miss it. In the landmark novel, 1984, George Orwell's protagonist had continuously been uneasy because of his inherent fear that quote-unquote Big Brother is watching. So you have to pay attention to its potential for misuse. You have to regulate for that. But don't don't miss that there are some tremendous and very interesting opportunities ahead. The same could be said for speech recognition. Like, like facial recognition, there's opportunities out there. When you think of speak, uh, speech recognition, you're probably thinking of sm smart speaker technology like Amazon's Alexa, Apple Siri, Microsoft's Cortana, and Hey Google. Um, according to VoiceBot AI, Smart speakers have been the most vital new consumer electronic device segment in the past five years. So it's an opportunity that can't be ignored. And Disney hasn't ignored it either. They have taken the Alexa and taken it to a new level with what's re being referred to as Hey Disney. Um, and so there is going to be this ability to use your device in hotels to have a more interactive, again, um, uh, uh, v verbalization going on in your hotel rooms. And by the way, they're also selling the units so you can take them back home too. Now, some key points about this Hey Disney feature, which should be coming out very, very soon. Disney didn't invent this device. Rather, they partnered with others using Amazon tools. However, they're using its own characters and intellectual property. This makes it more high touch. It's bringing its own familiar brand look and feel to the interface. It's a step Disney is using to more seamlessly integrate the physical, digital, and virtual worlds we talked about in the metaverse in our previous podcast. They have created a product that can not only be used in resort hotels, but can be brought home. Um, its focus is on ultimately improving the guest experience. And, uh, and it's a win-win for they and Amazon and ideally for, for uh, customers. Um, there's a lot of benefits. It's hands-free, it's efficient, it's portable, it's convenient, autonomous 
mind you, there are Big Brother concerns. I'm not missing this. Um, and those things are still issues to be dealt with. But still, there are possibilities with this kind of, with speech recognition. And Disney sees that, and that's why Disney is taking advantage. It reminds me, and this this does date me a little bit, but at Disneyland, there used to be an attraction called America the Beautiful. It was a Circle Vision film, and it was sponsored by um, Bell, the, the Bell System. I don't think it was even called AT&T. It was called the Bell System at the time. And when you exited, you came to a wall and there were a bunch of phones and you could pick up the phone and talk to Goofy or Tinkerbell. I don't know how Tinkerbell had a voice, but I, I do believe Tinkerbell was one of them. Snow White, Mickey, um, even Donald, I think. And it was just this this moment. And it seemed so mad. Kids were lined up to take the phone off the receiver and listen to a voice that was ultimately giving just a taped spiel. Think about how this has just advanced um, over the years. It's pretty amazing. Um, the next one is personalized recommendations. Um, well, uh, this is a situation where you are using technology to make the experience tailored and individualized to the customer experience. Um, and there are some places which are doing that kind of thing um organizations and technologies disney has done it too that's where you get disney's genie which you know again you have different levels you have the genie free service and then you have genie plus that you pay and it's and select lightning lanes you pay more i'm not talking about genie plus and light select lightning lanes so much as i'm talking about the genie service the idea of the genie service was to make personalized recommendations based on what you identified as the perfect Disney day. Um, it was to combine your dining reservations, your restaurant wait lists, your mobile dining options, Genie Plus Lightning Lane options, and other services like augmented photo reality moments. It was to provide a virtual assistant to answer questions in the park. Um, it was uh, um, intended to update continually through the day. It was supposed to use artificial intelligence and it all kind of was themed in the form of genie from aladdin now our conversation about this is going to go into our ne next podcast when we talk about what disney doesn't do well because there are a lot of issues around this maybe it's being improved upon day by day there are challenges to this but at the heart of this is the idea that genie is intended to become a personalized um, uh, concierge for you as you go through um, your Disney day. That's the intention of it. Not perfect, but that's the intention of it. Um, there is also um, what we refer to as VIP service. Now, important way to create... Um, personalize um, a great way to create a high-tech, high-touch experience is to provide VIP care. And when I talk about the word VIP, most people think a very important person. But here we're using the term to mean very individual person. The more we use technology in a way that caters to individual needs, the more we provide a high-touch experience. 
Um, it's interesting that when we offer a very individual person experience, it often equates to them feeling like a very important person. And so the feeling of, of importance and significance is a critical need. And, and uh, so there's some, some interesting things out there um, in which you are having an individualized conversation with someone. Um, and, um, and, that's, and that's really kind of at the heart of what you've seen with Turtle Talk with Crush, with uh, Monsters Incorporated Laugh Floor. Um, there's also an interesting thing where you're not only individualizing your experience, but the individual providing it becomes an individualized person. So one of the interesting things is Disney is taking a robot, in a pro it's called Project Kiwi, and it's making him a very individual person um, and it's in the form of Groot. Groot is a free walking robot that will make you <laughs> definitely believe that there's actually a real Groot out there. He's kind of in his uh, young adolescent teenage years and, uh, and he, and he provides, um, uh, he becomes an individualized experience that ultimately will lead to providing individualized experiences. Now, in his case, I think he's just going to dance around um, at uh, in the in the dance show over at uh, uh, Avengers Campus. But but again, just the idea that we could use technology to provide more of that individualized experience, and that we could create more individualized um, technology to provide that individualized experience. I know that seems a little confusing. But what we're trying to say here is this. You can't, what really makes technology come alive is when you make it more individualized, personalized, and high touch. And that high touch experience is what Disney continually seeks to do. And it's really at the heart of what Disney does. The story, the individualized experience, that VIP experience, that idea of providing a high touch opportunity with its guests that's what disney does now disney has its challenges and i can't refute that and we're going to talk about that and uh, with that i'm going to address in our next podcast dealing with this how um disney needs to be much more agile in order to take on what it wants to do in, um, in a high-touch, high-tech way. But in the meantime, I want to offer some souvenirs for your organization. Ask yourself the following. How could technology be used so that you could dedicate your people to interacting more meaningfully with your customers? Second, how could technology be an interface to your customers in a more high-touch manner? And then third, how could a high-tech, high-touch approach better address your customers' real needs? And when I talk about those customers' needs, I'm, I'm referencing what is um, a model that I use with my clients, that at the end of the day, this is what customers want to feel, whether it's, it's at a hospital, whether it's with their insurance company, whether it is with the bank, whether it's at the store, or whether it's at Disney. 
They want to feel heard and understood. They want to belong and contribute. They want to feel stable and in control. They want to feel significant and special, and they want to feel successful and reach their potential. To the degree that technology can fulfill those needs can be a powerful opportunity for you and your organization. You can become more high tech and more importantly, more high touch. The opportunity is yours. Thank you for joining us for this Disney at Work podcast. We appreciate you being a part. And again, check out our Wayfinder Society where we have interactive tools and experiences that allow you to see Disney in a new light, including as you sign up an opportunity to see some of these tools that we're talking about as we talk about Disney and technology. So join us in the Wayfinder Society. And finally, in the words of Sinbad's Storybook Voyage, Always follow the compass of your heart. Have a great day. We will see you real soon.